Hey everybody, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into this episode of the Nerdcast. If you'd like to stay up to date on all things Nerdcast, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Nerdcast one If you'd like to inquire about influencing or joining the discussion, you can send us a message on any of our social media or an email at jrbnerdcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Let's get into it. Okay, so I don't really know what to say to open this episode, but um, welcome to episode 7 of the Nerdcast. I'm Josh, uh, everybody. You knew that because you've listened to seven episodes now, so you know my voice. But uh, I'm very excited because today we've got a, um, a special guest on who's never been on the Nerdcast before and hopefully will be on the Nerdcast a little bit more in the future. Um, that special guest is my wife. Brittany. Better bet I'm special. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. She is special. Now, um, we got, we're going to change it up a little bit because uh, I've seen a lot of hatred going around the Star Wars community um, the past couple of weeks uh, with all the stuff with Star Wars uh, theory and his Vader fan film and Lucasfilm and all of their uh, debacle. That was pretty crazy, wasn't it? Did you read that? No. Do you see any of that? Oh, man, I'm so disappointed in (laughs) you. I'm out of the loop. I'm so disappointed in you. Um, So, Star Wars Fan Theory is a YouTube channel. uh, Very successful Star Wars YouTube channel. He made a fan film that was about Darth Vader. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, and uh, he went to Lucasfilm and and talked to them. And they were like, no, you can't uh, crowdfund. You can't monetize. You can't make money off of it. But he did it anyway. Um, with his own money and then uh, used a piece of the Imperial March and then Disney went in and was like, boom, hey, we're going to make money off of this from you. But luckily, he posted a video um, recently that Lucasfilm stepped in and told Disney to take the monetization off of his video. So now it's ad-free and Disney's not making money off of it because Lucasfilm was like, hey, no, you can't do that. Um, that's good. That's basically, that's the shortened version. If you want to see the full story, you can check out Star Wars Theory's YouTube channel. Um, and I highly recommend it, even if you don't want to hear that story, because, um, Star Wars Theory is a great YouTube channel, but we are not talking about Star Wars today. Um, today's episode is different and special because Brittany is on and Brittany is one of the biggest Harry Potter nerds. That I've ever met. Um, and she has converted me into I don't even I don't even know what Harry Potter fans call themselves. Potterhead. I'm a Potterhead <laughs> now. Um I'm a Potterhead now. I'm not near as big of a Potterhead as I am Potterhead. That sounds <laughs> terrible. I'm not near as big a Potterhead <laughs> as I am uh I guess a Star Wars nerd. I don't really know what we call ourselves in the Star Wars fandom. Um but uh, I this is this is a true story. Um, I had never read or watched any of the Harry Potter books or films um, before we got married. True story. And, and really depressing. <laughs> now that I've seen them, yes, that's sad. It's sad that I had to wait twenty years to watch them. Um, but uh, but I did. I waited twenty years to watch those movies. And now I am arguably as big or bigger of a nerd than you are. It's fine if the chair squeaks. Don't make that face. It's fine. <laughs> um, Sean was squeaking the chair last week, so it's okay. Um, what I want to talk about Harry Potter today. Um, specifically, I found... It's not really a quiz. It's like... Um, uh, well, I'll just read you the title of the article. Let me scroll up a little bit. Um, 13 questions to ask a fellow Harry Potter fan if you want to be endlessly entertained. Um, and this is on the uh, website called bustle.com. Um, and I read through the questions. I read you a couple of them. I didn't read you all of them, but I read a couple of them. So we're going to go through and we're going to answer these questions. Um, 
you can answer them with as little detail or as much detail as you'd like. I personally, some of them, I don't know how I would answer them because some of them I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Because, uh, and this is, this is equally as disappointing as the fact that I didn't watch the movies till I was 20. I still haven't read all the books. Shame. I know. For shame. I know. Um, I've read them all like at least twice. I know. And and I got them all for Christmas this year. So uh, they're on my reading list for the year of 2019. I mean, I have a lot of things on my 2019 reading list. Being a youth pastor kind of does that to you. Puts a lot of things on your reading list. But um, here's how we're going to start this. Because this is a question that everybody has to ask when you talk about Harry Potter. It's the first question anybody asks you when they find out you're a Harry Potter fan. And that is, which house do you belong to? Which house do you belong to, Brittany? Hands down, Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Why do you belong to Ravenclaw? Give me, uh, give me a little bit of background on as to why you belong to Ravenclaw. Well, okay, so this and I, I had a little insight in on this question, so I was prepared. But uh, I've always known that I would be a Ravenclaw. But just in comparing and like what all the the categories that you would consider a Ravenclaw, um, creativity, knowledge, intelligence, cleverness. I feel like I pretty much have something in all of those. Um, I'd love to say I could be a Gryffindor, but um, I mean, we would all love to be a Gryffindor. Let's be right. real. Yeah. But the the books and the movies fantasize Gryffindor. Like they they make Gryffindor out to be you know better than the other houses. And so I think everybody was like, oh, I want to be a Gryffindor. Yeah. But would you really be a Gryffindor? That's see, the thing. I don't think I would be just because. I mean, I would like to think that in the moment I could be that courageous, but I think I'd rather be the behind the scenes brains behind the operation and not fighting. <laughs> and see, um, that's that's one reason that um, I've always thought. That, you know, Hermione shows incredible bravery throughout the films and the books. But I've always thought that Hermione should be a Ravenclaw because she's so smart. And, you know, maybe that's just me being ignorant in Harry Potter up until the time I was 20 years old. But anyway. I I, I feel like she probably should have been a Ravenclaw just because of how smart she is. Um, and she is pretty clever, too. Right? The Time Turner deal, like that whole thing. Hermione's just the best. She's the best character uh, in Harry Potter, in my opinion. She's a, she's the reason that Harry Potter, like, like okay, if you, if you watch all of the films, now I don't know about the books, again, because I haven't read all of them yet. I've read The Sorcerer's Stone, and it's fantastic. When you watch all of the films, though, Hermione's the reason that they don't die, like, like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other point one is Dobby. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Harry and Ron just get themselves in situations where they're gonna die, and either Hermione or Dobby save their life, uh, and that's just how it goes. So I guess in that sense, it's like, yeah, like Hermione should be Gryffindor because she's so brave that she saves her friends' lives, like, yeah, all the time. She's a little bit of both. Yeah, I, she's I, a hybrid. <laughs> I agree with that. I think, um, for me, I would probably be a Ravenclaw as well, just because, like, I'd like to think that I'm brave, um, and, you know, I, I do things in my life where it's, like, it's, like, risk-taking, like, I don't know what the outcome's gonna be, but at the same time, I'm, I mean, this is gonna sound really cocky and big-headed when I say it, but, I like, I'm an intelligent person, like, I just, like, I don't know, I, I like to know things, and so I think, being a Ravenclaw is, I think I'd probably be a Ravenclaw. Um, so you ready for question number two? Sure. We may not make it through all 13, but we'll see. Um, but question number two is one that I don't, I don't know how to answer question number two. Um, it's another one that I shared with you earlier, so you may have prepared for it, but this is question number two, which deathly hallow would you choose? Now, for those of you that may need a reminder of what the Deathly Hallows are, you have the Elder One, uh, which can make you invincible, um, the Resurrection Stone, which can bring a lost person back to life, and the Invisibility Cloak that can protect you from death. Now, of those three items, Brittany, which would you choose if you had the choice to pick one? In Harry Potter world? 
Um, Hands down, I would pick the invisibility cloak. In today's world, probably the resurrection stone for obvious reasons. To bring back a loved one. Um, Who wouldn't want that? But in Harry Potter world, I would probably choose the invisibility cloak. Because, going back to which house I would be in, Ravenclaw, (laughs) I would use that to gain knowledge. Kind of being a fly on the wall in some instances in places that I wasn't supposed to be. Be like a little spy. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I would do. You sneaky beaver. I think um, I would probably, I'd agree with you, in the real world, I'd take the Resurrection Stone. Again, for obvious reasons, because we've both lost people that are very close to us. Um, but I think in the Harry Potter world, I would definitely take the elder one. Like, like I, I can't pass up that much power. You know what I mean? Like, especially, <laughs> especially if like, now I, I understand the, invisib- the, the power of the invisibility cloak and the potential that it holds, but like, like to remain unhidden from the world. Yeah, that would be sweet. If you wanted to, it's incredibly powerful. <laughs> that would be awesome. I just think, like, man, the Elder Wand, like, the power that that wand holds is insane. And I, I, I don't know. I would take the Elder Wand um, just for, just to see what I could do with it. That's fair. All right. So um, the next question is one that I didn't warn you about, but I think it's going to be fairly obvious um, who... Uh, my answer is going to be, um, I'll see if you can guess my answer when I, when I read the question, I'll see if you can guess my answer. The question is this, which character do you have a secret or not so secret crush on? Who is my Harry Potter crush, Brittany? Mm. And it's not based off of the actress. If you're curious, because if you were going to say, well, I'll just let you answer and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Is it Hermione? It is not. Luna? It is 100% Luna. (laughs) That's what I was going to guess at first, but then I overthought it. 100% Luna Lovegood. Now, I have a friend, um, which you know him too. Um, He has a dog that is named Luna, and she is the sweetest thing in the world. And I would love to get an animal and name it Luna, like a female animal, any animal, and name it Luna, just because, like, she's the best. Luna Lovegood's the best. So who is your secret or not-so-secret crush? Ooh. I've never actually thought about this in the Harry Potter world. Um. Hmm. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um. I mean, (laughs) one of the options underneath this, uh. (laughs) Underneath this gift that it's showing here on the website. It's Neville, isn't it? No, it's Lord Voldemort. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a crush on Lord Voldemort, yeah. ch- check your heart. Um, so I thought, I thought hands down, it was going to be Cedric Diggory for you. I thought hands uh, down. No, not Cedric. Um, it would probably either be one of the Weasley twins. I'm not sure which one it would be. Or grown up Neville. Definitely not young Neville. <laughs> yeah, young Neville. Um, <laughs> a little rough on the eyes, but grown-up Neville's not too bad. Grown-up Neville, that that's puberty done right. Let's be real. Now, um, here's another question. Um, obviously, Lord Voldemort is atrocious. <laughs> but if you took it all the way back to Tom Riddle. Eh, still, I would pick one of the Weasley twins over him any day. Yeah, I can feel that. <laughs> yeah, the Weasley twins are... They're so good. Uh, All right. Here's a good question, Um, which I'm not going to actually read verbatim this question um, because I don't know. I mean, I'll read it to you, but then I'll give you an abridged version of it and I'll let you choose which one you want to answer. All right. All right. Come on. What are your in-depth and controversial thoughts on Severus Snape? Now, the abridged version of this is just what are your thoughts on Severus Snape? Because they don't have to be controversial. They don't have to be in-depth. Just what are your thoughts on Severus Snape? Reading the books until I got to that moment where I decided that, oh my gosh, he is my absolute favorite character. He is a total jerk. Like, he is such a jerk. Yeah, he's kind of a douche. Um, Which, again, I've only read the one. Yeah. I I won't spoil it. I won't, like, spoil how it unfolds, but... 
I mean, you probably basically already know, but... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I've only read The Sorcerer's Stone. for me, like, reading it, and, I mean, and watching it, was probably one of the most amazing moments for me, just because of how it unfolded, and just how pure... Oh, so good. His love for Harry is... And the and actor the who played Severus was like, oh, so good. I don't Alan even remember... R- Alan Rickman is amazing. Yeah, he was so good. Um, I remember watching for the first time, watching the Deathly Hallows for the first time. And I remember, because w- we took like a span of like three or four days to watch all of them. Because, I mean, there's eight movies. You can't sit down and watch all of them in one day. Um, but I remember getting to Deathly Hallows Part <laughs> 2 and... The whole time, I'm just like, man, I hate this Snape guy. Like, I just wish he would die. And then the part happens where, you know, he has the moment. And he's like, always. And then he dies with the snake killing him. And I cried. Super emotional. And I I distinctly remember looking over and you were like grinning from ear to ear looking <laughs> at me like, like, you finally are in the light. You finally understand. <laughs> and I'm so, I'm so grateful that you didn't spoil that for me because... Um, even if I had read it in the books before watching it in the movie, watching it in the movie was so powerful. Very. And it was, man, it was good. It's very powerful in the books too, believe it or not though. Oh, I believe it. I, I believe it. J.K. Rowling is, you know, she's a phenomenal author. Um, so moving on from that question, cause I feel like we pretty much wrapped that one up. These are, well, I won't say these, this specific question is one that's a little more um humorous than the rest (laughs) if you will this one is in your opinion who is more evil voldemort (laughs) or dolores umbridge (laughs) oh hands down dolores umbridge 100 percent. that woman has got to be the most awful person ever (laughs) she's Oh, she's terrible. She's got nothing on Snape. Now, or um, on Voldemort. Now, here's the thing, though. If we're going based off of, like, character likability, it's obviously Umbridge. But if we're going off of, like, pure evil, 100% Voldemort. Like, Voldemort wanted to, he wanted to, like, he wanted to kill everybody. She's just a psycho. Well, yeah, she's just a psychopath. But, But what I'm saying is, like, like pure evil if we're talking like legitimate evil voldemort is easily more evil but if we're talking about likability then umbridge now refresh my memory was umbridge under the impression of voldemort while she was at hogwarts i don't think she was was she because she was under the impression of the ministry of magic under the impression of the ministry of magic which was absolutely clueless about everything that was going on and in complete denial yeah, either either they didn't know what was going on, or they knew and didn't want to admit it, or I I don't know. Um, the whole Dementor thing in um, what movie is it? It's the fifth. It's the fifth book. What's the name of it? I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, the one where Umbridge is brought into it, and Harry uses um, magic to save Dudley. That whole thing where they're like, which he shouldn't have. No, he should have let him <laughs> kill Dudley. But that's beside the point. <laughs> The whole thing where the Ministry of Magic is like, you know who controls the Dementors. Are you suggesting that we blah, blah, blah? I don't know the dialogue, but it's Dolores Umbridge that's saying that to um, uh, Dumbledore when he's when Harry's on trial. And I'm like, oh, you little, like, ah, like I just want to punch her in the head. So if we're going on, like, character-like ability, Dolores Umbridge, hands down. I hate her. Um, pure evil, like... Like, actually evil? It's got to be Voldemort. I would agree with that. All right. So this is where it gets a little sad. Um, and this one for me is, like, it's such an easy it's such an easy pick. Um, and it was up in the air between two. But you'll understand why I chose the one that I chose. Uh, and it, the question is this. Which death is the most heartbreaking? Now, for me, it was either between Sirius Black and Dobby. And the reason I chose Sirius Black is because, don't get me wrong, I love Dobby. And he is very vital because he saves their life like four or five times. 
But for me, I chose Sirius Black because Sirius means more to me than Dobby does. Like as a reader and as a, a viewer, the character of Sirius Black meant more to me. So what uh, what death was most heartbreaking for you to watch or I'm gonna, read? I'm going to be real honest. Um, Dobby is definitely the second. And I want to say it's the first is because I'm so attached to Dobby. And he's like one of my favorite characters ever. I mean, I'm wearing my Dobby socks right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm honestly going to go with Remus and Tonks. Oh, Remus was... Because they died in the same battle together. Yeah. Um, and obviously they are together. But then, then them showing the scene of them dead afterwards and laying together, it was just like super emotional. Um, but there are several deaths that are so hard to choose from because you've got Snape, you have Remus and Tonks, you have Sirius, you have Dobby... Uh, one of the Weasley brothers. One of the twins dies, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, the older one dies, doesn't he? The older Weasley? Um, doesn't he die? I don't remember. I don't know that we see his death, but I think it's mentioned that he dies. But, oh man. like people, and, and Dumbledore, for that matter. I mean, yeah, Dumbledore's death. With, Dumbledore's death was hard for me to swallow when I watched it. Because you didn't understand. Yeah, but then after, like, after watching everything and seeing... And he was already dying. Yeah. And seeing like why Snape did it, I was like, oh, that it, it's so emotional because you don't know. Like up to that point, you you think that Snape is the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Hands down. It's so good. But easily for me, it was between Dobby and Sirius. And the reason it was serious for me was because like Harry watch, like Harry is yeah. standing there when he gets hit and falls into the thing. And yeah, I mean, it's. It's very... I cried. Serious. I almost cry every time I watch it. <laughs> it's not almost. You cry every time you watch it. Yeah, you're All right, right. next question. Because we're going through these pretty quick. I bet we can get all of them done. We've only been talking for like 20-something minutes. Uh, let's see. I don't even know what number this is. But next question is, uh, what is your Quidditch position? Ooh. Hmm. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. I feel like I would probably be a beater. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Or a keeper. Because, like, I'm a big dude, so there's no way I could be a seeker. I'd probably be a seeker. I'm not fast enough to be a seeker. I'd probably be a beater. And that's all the the explanation that that question requires, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I would probably be a seeker. I would. I would like to be a seeker. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should say. Let's see how many of these questions we have left because we've answered quite a few of them. That one's a good one, and I'm excited to hear. Um, okay. I don't know how many there are left, but I remember what the last one is. So when we get to it, then we can just talk about Harry Potter if you want for a little bit. All right. Scroll down, page. Slow internet for the win. All right. Now this question... Um, this question for me was easy to answer. And part of the reason that it was easy to answer for me was because, again, my limited knowledge on everything because I'm new to the Potterheads, I guess is what they're, <laughs> is, I guess is what we're called. The wizarding world. I'm, I'm new to the wizarding world, relatively new. I mean, I've, I've been here for two years, but um, this question was relatively easy for me to answer. What wizarding career would you pursue? Ooh. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, I thought about it for about five minutes <laughs> and then I came to the conclusion that 100%, like 100 emoji, fire emoji, I would be a professor at Hogwarts. 100%. Simply... Because I love, like, this is going to sound crazy, but I love teaching. Like, I mean, I'm a youth pastor and I get to teach two times a week. Yeah. And I love teaching. Like, I, I love being able to 
um, share some knowledge with other people. So I think being a professor would be awesome. Right. Um, yeah, being a teacher would be really awesome. I'd like to be like potions. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, because of previous professions and just my medical field history, I would probably end up being a healer, like in the, uh, infirmary, infirmary. Um, but being a wand maker would be sweet. Yes, being a wand maker. I would love to be a wand maker. <laughs> being a wand maker would be really awesome. All right, so now we've chosen our wizarding careers. All right, so this one I'm also going to make, um, this next question I'm also going to make so that I can answer it um, in its entirety. Because, again, I haven't read all of the books yet. Uh, which book slash movie in the series is your favorite? You totally already know the answer to this for me. I do know the answer, but I want you to say it so that they can know the answer. <sighs> Prisoner of Azkaban. Mine is Prisoner of Azkaban as well. Ooh. Tell me why it's your favorite. Serious Black. No other explanation needed. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> You're not wrong. Serious Black is... Um... And... In the, I mean, in the movie and the book, you get to see how amazing Hermione is also. Like, really stepping up huge for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, with the time turner. And yeah. So cool. That whole sequence with the time turner is incredible. And she, you know, punches the lights out of Mal Malfoy, and that was pretty great. I love Prisoner of Azkaban. I also, um, again, I haven't read all of the books, but I really, really enjoyed goblet of fire yeah um goblet of fire is just a fun movie to watch yeah. i mean it's like tense but yeah there's just a lot going on and it's a lot of fun um i also enjoy well, i mean i enjoy all of them well yeah but like if i had to sit down and pick a harry potter movie to watch it it wouldn't be the sorcerer's stone it wouldn't be well, they're all so cute chamber of movie, secrets <laughs> i know but like it wouldn't be sorcerer's stone or chamber of secrets it might be Half-Blood Prince. Maybe Deathly Hollows. Um, I'm lumping those together. One and two. Just because they're one book. Um, but it... 90%... I can confidently say 90% of the time it would it would be Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, mostly because I would ask you which one you want to watch and you would say Prisoner of Azkaban, but also because I love that movie. It's, it's a good one. All right. Next question. Now, this is one that we have differing opinions on because we've discussed it before. This will be fun. And you and Nick <laughs> made fun of me the first time that I watched them uh, when I made this suggestion. And the question is this. Who should have ended up together? Ron and Hermione or Harry and Hermione and I think it's Harry and Hermione no absolutely I, not I 100% think that Harry and Hermione should have ended up together 100% Harry and Hermione are like the guy and girl best friend like you can't ruin that okay like um, um, picture the Deathly Hallows with them falling in love that would not have worked out very good no, but here's the deal. If if J.K. Rowling, in all of her brilliance, decided to make Harry and Hermione fall in love, the story would have been different. That's Man, just what's the, fun, what fun is that? That's just the simple fact of the matter is that the, the story the would have been different. The only way that I could picture Harry and Hermione ending up together is like years down the road, their kids are all grown up and out, you know, gone. Okay, Ron so, dies so, and so, then they find their way back to each other and like, oh, yeah. We're in love. So you're talking about like a How I Met Your Mother moment where or Ted like goes back to Robin. Yeah. Or like a Nicholas Sparks type type deal. I would absolutely hate that. I would hate that. Now, when I watched How I Met Your Mother, when I watched <laughs> the final, when I watched the finale, the final episode, when he went back to Robin, I almost like, I almost never watched How I Met Your Mother <laughs> again. And I, I just, I hate that. Now, the reason I think that Harry and Hermione should have ended up together is... Because the point that you made 
They're like guy girl best friend. So were we for five <laughs> years, and now we're married with a kid. <laughs> it just works out, people. Like it just works when you're know. best friends with somebody. It just you gel. Like it works. Yeah, but here's the other side of that. Okay, so Ron and Hermione they drive each other literally crazy, and yet they fell in love. We drive each other literally crazy, and here we are. Well, you're not wrong, but I think both points stand to reason, and I think that this is something that... That I'm right. That we're going to have to agree to disagree, <laughs> and I think the fandom will have to agree to disagree. I don't know what the statistics are like, but if you had to take a poll, it would probably be about 50-50 or 60-40. It would be close. Um, I, don't, I don't think you're right. I think I'm right, and... I don't, maybe I'm crazy, but I think, like... You might be right. Like, Harry and Hermione, they just they just work. Now, I will admit, um, since J.K. Rowling, when she wrote it, decided to put Ron and Hermione together, I'm glad that Harry ended up with Ginny. Well, yeah. Like, Ginny's... She's an incredible character. She's underrated, I think. Uh, but Ginny and Harry together is awesome. I still wish that Harry and Hermione had ended up together, but that's beside the point. Notice that I didn't think that Harry should ended should have ended up with Luna because yeah, that that wouldn't have worked. No, Luna. Luna's a nut job. Luna's a lone wolf, and that's why she doesn't need no man. That's why I love her. Uh, we're gonna skip this question because I don't think that this question's relevant. It's have you read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? No. Oh, yeah, irrelevant. Yeah, neither of us have read it. No, um, I don't it, really know that I ever will either. I just, I don't have a desire to. Yeah, I don't either. And I don't think that it really, I mean, maybe it ties into, I mean, if you want to put quote unquote Harry Potter canon, like maybe it ties in. I don't know. I don't know the story behind it, but I'm not that intrigued by it. All right. So the next question um, is another one that I thought was kind of stupid to like, I didn't understand the point of this question because in my mind, it's like, it's. It's black and white. Like, there's no gray area for me in this question. Um, and it is, was Dumbledore a hero or a villain? And for me, it's so black and white. Like, he's a hero. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, yeah like, of course he's a hero. Like, Dumbledore is a hero. How would he have been, I mean, how would he have been a villain? Th that's what I don't understand. And, well, let's read the blurb underneath the picture to see. Let's get some context for this picture. Because that's what we always tell people when we're preaching out of the Bible. You got to have context. Okay. The true nature of Dumbledore has been debated a lot post-series. He was just a powerful old man with too many secrets to continually put Harry, a young boy, in danger to seek the end he wanted. Or was he a powerful wizard with a warm heart and a soft spot for Harry, who made mistakes, but uh, did what he did to ensure the safety of the entire wizarding world, even at his own expense? It's one of the most complex and interesting questions to be asked about one of the series characters and it will make a lively debate i don't f i i feel like he's a hero hands down definitely a hero certainly a hero um i do get where they're coming from saying like maybe some of the things he did he shouldn't have asked harry to do but at the same time like he he knew harry's potential yeah. So that's why he asked Harry to do it. Like, he knew that it had to be Harry. Yeah. So. Well, and Harry knew it had to be Harry. Yeah. Like, Harry knew it was him. He's so. the chosen one. He knows. All right. Now, this is the final question. Um, Should I do my Chris Harrison impression? <laughs> it's the final rose tonight. <laughs> Ladies, Colton, it's the final rose tonight. <laughs> I think this is the final question. Yeah, this is the final question. Okay. You ready for the final question? All right, hit me. That's a good one. Who was the real hero of this story? Harry Potter or... Neville? Wait for it. Neville freaking Longbottom. Who's the real hero? Who? Well... It's hard to pick between the two because I want to say both. <laughs> <laughs> Because, holy crap, in the Deathly Hallows, Neville, of that, of of the Deathly Hallows, definitely Neville. 
because by that time, I feel like Voldemort is so in Harry's head that he's kind of taken down a notch. Um, and that's a hard one. It is a hard one. I don't know that I can answer that one definitively. The final line of the blurb underneath this uh, this question is, Without Neville, does Harry ever defeat Voldemort? That's interesting to think about. Now, I think without Neville, Harry inevitably would defeat Voldemort at some yeah. point. I think maybe not in the context of the Deathly Hallows. Maybe not. But eventually, yes. Yeah. It definitely Neville Neville made it way easier for him, but uh, yeah, I I think I would agree with you. It it eventually would have happened, just maybe not at that point in time. I agree. Um, or Harry would have lost more before he could have gotten to that point. Yeah, something like that. All right. Well, that is the end of the 13 Harry Potter questions. Do you have anything else that you would like to discuss as far as Harry Potter goes? Now, one thing that I think is freaking awesome. Um, you've been to Harry Potter's Wizarding World at Disney World. Have you not? No. Oh, you've not? No. I was there before it was built. Ooh, that's a bummer. I have not either. And now we have a small child together. We must go. <laughs> that we can use as our excuse to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I wouldn't Potter. use them as an excuse. Is that our printer buzzing down there? Probably. I'm sorry so, uh, if you hear a buzzing. I think my printer is broken. But I'll fix that later. So what's up? You got your phone out and you're looking at it like you want to read something to me. Yeah. Um, theories. Oh, theories. I like theories. Uh, this says seven theories to discuss. Ooh, seven of them? Babe, we're at 40 minutes. We can't do seven. No, I'm just kidding. Let's do all seven of them <laughs> right now. Let's do seven all of right. them. I Ron love theories. Lador. Albus Dumbledore is actually a time-traveling Ron Weasley. False. <laughs> um, and, here's, I, and here's why. Before you say anything, can I can I read this? Yes, but no. And here's why. Um, wow. The Fantastic okay. Beasts. Fantastic Beast. Albus Dumbledore is in Fantastic Beasts. Like, young Dumbledore is in the new Fantastic Beast movie. He's not. He's not Ron. Like, come okay. on. Okay. Okay. Just, just I mean, you can, fun to think about. You can read it if you'd like, but I'm, I'm hard pass. No way. I'm not even gonna read it because you just you squashed it. Jenny spiked Harry with a love potion. Wait a minute. <laughs> That one could be possible. Ever thought Harry fell for Ginny a bit suddenly? As though one moment it was all about Cho Chang, and the next minute he's married to Ginny with babies. That's a great point that I've never thought about before. By the way, guys, I figured out what the buzzing was. It's our new internet router. Doing a little buzzing. No big deal. Continue. Wait a minute. Jenny giving Harry a love potion. It doesn't check out. Like, there's genuine, true feelings there. Like, think about it. The first time that they go and they find the vanishing cabinet when they're hiding Tom Riddle's diary. Like, there's there's legit chemistry there. There's no love potion. Love potion would be like when Ron took that love potion that was meant for Harry. You know what I'm talking about? The one in the chocolate? Yeah. Like, no. It's genuine. I'm going to skip that one because it's just retarded and it's just about dementors and oh, yeah. not, nobody, really, not really important. Nobody cares about dementors okay, except so, for Dolores Umbridge apparently. You know in the uh, the Goblet of Fire, the uh, lady, the reporter that goes around, Rita Skeeter, 
Yeah, the one that um, makes all my dreams come true when she poses Harry and Hermione as a couple. Yeah, whatever. J.K. Rowling is really Rita Skeeter. Wait, so you're suggesting that Harry Potter is real and J.K. Rowling is a fictional character? I mean, I don't think that's where this is going, but yeah. Okay, so actually, yeah, this is... think this is where this is going you remember rita the relentless morally challenged journal writer well one theory goes that she stopped living in the magical world after she was ostracized for embellishing and or outright lying she went off to live with the muggles and fell on hard times turning to writing and pinning the story of harry potter that's like saying that george lucas was abducted by aliens i i believe it like, you legitimately believe it. Well, probably not. But it would be nice to think about. <laughs> I was about to say, like, you legitimately believe no. that J.K. Rowling is from a different world and that George Lucas was abducted by aliens and taken to a galaxy far from... Like, it, it just... I mean, I guess it's possible. I don't know what's in the cosmos. <laughs> I don't know what's out there. But I just... I like no, to... I don't believe that. No, like, they're just creative people. They're not people from a different universe. They're just creative people. Harry is immortal. Harry is immortal? Mm Mm-hmm. Any self-respecting Harry Potter fan knows about the Harry Voldemort prophecy that either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. On the surface, that sounds like one has to kill the other, but one brilliant fan suggested an alternative meaning. That they can only die when killed by by the other. So by killing Voldemort, Harry now cannot die and is destined to live an immortal life, never seeing his departed family and friends ever again. Sad face. Um, I don't know that I can prove that wrong by just my knowledge of the films. Maybe if I had more knowledge like from reading all of the books... But I would say that the, like, I don't know. That's tough. Because, like, I feel like everybody made such a big deal, and Harry made such a big deal, that, like, Voldemort can't die unless Harry dies, too. But then Harry didn't die, and Voldemort died. So did Voldemort actually die? Or, like, is Harry Voldemort? Harry's not Voldemort. No, I'm not saying, like, like in an alternate world, Harry's Voldemort. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, no. like, like did Voldemort like actually absorbed. die? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, remember, Harry was one of the Horcrux. And to kill Voldemort, you have to destroy the Horcrux. But Harry wasn't destroyed. So, so, like, maybe part of Voldemort still lives. Yeah, so, like... Well, but Harry did die, technically... No, he didn't. I mean, he comes back. He's, that's not real death. That doesn't count. Yeah. That would be like saying that in episode 9, Han Solo's going to show back up. Like, we all know he's dead. He died. Yeah, like, Harry... We didn't see Han in the, like, in-between death and life. Yeah, but Harry died. Or, it didn't die. Harry didn't die. Cause... And we also saw Voldemort... In his little baby, yeah, weird his little state. fetus form. Like, yeah, it just—I don't think—I don't think Voldemort's dead. I think maybe he's like trapped in purgatory, if you want to put it in that sense. Yeah, but I—I I don't think he's dead. Like I just—I don't because it doesn't add up. All throughout the entire thing, they're talking about destroying the Horcrux is the only way to kill him, and then they find out Harry's a Horcrux. But then they don't kill Harry. I mean, yes, technically they do. But does it really count if you die and come back? Like, if somebody in real life were to be, like, pronounced dead or, like, stopped breathing for ten minutes, but then they suddenly came back to life. Are they dead? No. They're alive. Did they die? No. They're still alive. It just, it, it doesn't add up. That's that doesn't answer the question. No. Nope. <laughs> but. <laughs> All right. Moving on. 
Crookshanks actually used to belong to the Potters. So Crookshanks is Hermione's cat. So Crookshanks, the squish-faced fluffy ginger cat, has just got a serious bit of a backstory. The original grumpy cat, according to this theory, once used, once used to belong to the Potter family. The facts. Hermione bought him from the magical menagerie. Him having been there for ages, no one wanted him. He knew exactly who Sirius and Wormtail were in their animal state, basically. Um, suggesting prior knowledge. In the Deathly Hallows, Harry found a letter his mom wrote to Sirius mentioning that Harry was almost killed almost killed the cat on his toy broomstick. I don't really feel like there's enough evidence there to back that up, but it's... No, I think it's just a coincidence. I, I think it is too, because, I mean... In Harry, It'd be cool. In Harry Potter, cats are about like they are in the real world, and they're literally everywhere. It yeah. could have been any kind of cat. Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't I mean, know. And, I mean, it'd be cool to... I mean, maybe in your own head if you just want to connect those dots when you're watching the movies or reading the books. But I, I don't know. I mean, until J.K. Rowling tells us, I I don't buy it. Yeah. But it's it's a cool little thing to think about. I don't know. It could be true, I guess. What's next? <laughs> oh. Everyone in Hufflepuff was high. That is, that, you're reading that correctly, that is what that says. Was Luna in Hufflepuff? Probably. Yeah, then I believe it. I, I, yeah, I'm 100% on that train. If Luna was a Hufflepuff, now correct us if we're wrong, audience, but if Luna was in Hufflepuff, um, then thousand percent, um, Hufflepuff was high the whole time. Now, wait a minute. Wasn't Cedric Diggory in Hufflepuff? Uh, no, I think he wasn't Gryffindor. Pretty sure he had a yellow cloak, which is Hufflepuff. I don't know. I'll Google it. You find something else to talk about. Like more. That uh, was, that was all of those theories. Um, let's look. There's another article here. Cedric Diggory. Hey. Ron Weasley is actually a time-traveling Dumbledore. Nope, to he's not. It. House, Hufflepuff. Cedric Diggory is a Hufflepuff. So no, I don't think Hufflepuff was high because Cedric Diggory is like one of the best characters in all of Harry Potter. Now, um, again, I don't know if Luna was or not, but I think Luna's been high the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of what makes her cool, though. Ooh, okay, so I have wondered this, and this is like a... Like, I really think that this is true. All right, hit me. Okay, so the tale of the three brothers, you know, from the Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. Dumbledore is death. Oh, yeah, 100%. I totally think that this is true. Okay, so let me read the little blurb here. In the tale of the three brothers from the Tales of the Beetle and the Bard, sort of the Wizarding World's version of Mother Goose, three unnamed siblings come face to face with the personification of death, who offers them their choice of gifts. The first brother, convinced of his own superiority, chooses the Elder Wand, the most powerful wand in existence. The second brother requests the ability to resurrect loved ones from the dead, made possible by the Resurrection Stone. And I just lost my place. <laughs> wow, okay. Don't you love it when your phone does that? Not really. I... I... Okay. I want to hear the rest of it go. because I need a refresher. Here we go. But I think, I think um, it's right. The second, okay, so it's made possible by the Resurrection Stone. The third brother humbly asks only for death not to pursue him and is given the cloak of invisibility under which to hide. The three artifacts thus compromise the, the Deathly Hallows, real magic objects possessed by the Peveril brothers and sought after for centuries after their deaths. Now Harry has the cloak, correct? Yes, he's the one who ended up with the cloak. And Dumbledore has the wand. Um, so this is saying that the brothers are Harry, Snape, and Voldemort. Uh, I believe it. 
by their reckoning, Voldemort represents the first brother lusting for power and seeking possession under the of the Elder Wand at all costs. Totally true. Yeah. Snape is the second brother driven only by the desire to recapture his lost love. Harry also Mom. true. Lily Potter. <laughs> Harry is the third brother ready to face death and thus accepted as an old friend. Which, yep. In the Deathly Hallows. So, moreover, and then, you know, like in that scene where they're in, like, basically purgatory, I think. Mm, yeah. Dumbledore is there. Yeah. Dumbledore's 100%. Like, from the moment that I watched these movies and learned about the Deathly Hallows, I'm like, yeah, Dumbledore is 100% death. And, oh yeah, I didn't realize this. I mean, I, I realized this, but I just haven't really put two and two together. Dumbledore is the only one prior to Harry to possess each of the Hallows. Yeah. He presents Harry with first with the cloak, then the stone, and is stripped of the Elder One by Draco. So. Yeah, 100%. Hun- hundo. One hundo. And I think what it is, is not necessarily... I don't think the story of the Deathly Hallows is accurate. And here's what I mean by that. I think where they say they come to death seeking things i think death sought them out or like wanting to make a deal almost no no not like that i mean like like no uh not like rumpelstiltskin (laughs) no um and and i i could be wrong now i'll make you a deal dearie (laughs) that was creepy i think um, because Dumbledore willingly gives Harry the cloak, and then, and see, because it says he greets him as a friend, right? Yeah. So Harry is a friend of Dumbledore, right? That makes sense, right? Um, but then it says that one of them was, you know, in basically in their own hubris wanted power. That's obviously, obviously Voldemort wanted power. Um, and stole the elder wand i mean it just it just makes sense i don't know about snape fitting into all of it i mean obviously snape wants to bring lily back yeah i think hands down because i mean that's all he that's why i mean yeah but he doesn't like he doesn't he mourns lily's loss and takes care of harry but he doesn't like it's never mentioned that he wants to bring lily back like he loved lily yes but it was never like yeah i want to bring her back like that was never a thing like I don't and, know, but I think he would though. Well, I think he would too, but I don't think, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that Snape fits into it the way that the that that makes it sound like he fits into it, just because like it's never mentioned that he wants to bring Lily back. He just wants to take care of Harry, and he never receives the stone, right? Unless I'm mistaken, the Sorcerer's Stone. No, not well. Yeah, no, the Resurrection Stone. Oh, no, he uses it. Snape does? No, Harry. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Snape doesn't ever... Well, no, Snape never uses it, but Dumbledore gets it from Snape to give to Harry. Oh, I forgot about that. So Because yeah. Dumbledore knew what was going to happen. Because he's death. Well, yeah, of course he's death. That makes perfect sense. All right, what's next? What you got? I'm not going to read the details on this one because I just think it's hilarious and it's totally true. Gilderoy Lockhart got hired at Hogwarts because Dumbledore thought it would be funny. Lockhart. The author of the book. Uh. <laughs> yes. 100%. Dumbledore knew he was an idiot. Yeah. Um, 100%. Ooh. Dumbledore and all his glory had to have known that Lockhart was retarded. Like, let's be real. All right, you said ooh, so let's do last one. This is, and then we'll we'll sign off because we're we're approaching an hour. Wow. Okay. All right, hit me. Come on, let's go. Are you ready? Because this is a this is a doozy. Draco Malfoy is a werewolf. Okay, you're gonna have to read this one to me because I'm not putting anything together here. Okay, so. Draco Malfoy is not a Death Eater. No. 
Not once is he shown to have the dark mark with which the Dark Lord brands all of his followers. That's not true. He does have it. They show him getting it, don't they? Uh, I don't. Do we just debunk this theory when they're second point? Like, come on. Come on, people. If you're making theories about stuff, just make them better. But I really think that we see him getting the brand. And we see him at the meeting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See? It's totally debunked. Yeah, that's retarded. Yeah. Come on, people. If you're going to make theories, at least make them a little bit better than that one. All right. So, since we debunked that one, go ahead and give me one more. Oh, my gosh. This makes me cringe just reading it. Professor McGonagall is a Death Eater. McGonagall is a Death Eater? No way. McGonagall's like... She's like the unsung hero of Hogwarts. Like, let's be real. She's not... No, she's not a Death Eater. Although, in the same sense... Snape is a Death Eater, and he is the hero of Hogwarts. So, I mean, I guess it's possible, but no, there's no way. McGonagall is... No. No. I refuse to believe it. I'm not even going to let you read the theory, because I refuse to believe it. And I don't want any evidence supporting it, because I don't want to believe it. I'm going to read it anyway. Of course you are. I don't want to believe it either, but it's interesting. Her chosen subject, Transfiguration... The theorist paints as the realm of shape-shifting and being manipulative. Again, discounting the fact that Albus Dumbledore began his own illustrious Hogwarts teaching career as a transfiguration professor. The greatest apparent argument that McGonagall must be trafficking with the forces of evil is her seeming disregard for Harry's safety. Which, that's... That's just not true. That's not true. As demonstrated by her conscripting him to the Gryffindor Quidditch team, even going as far as to provide him with a top-of-the-line racing broom, failing to prevent the basilisk attacks threatening the school during the Chamber of Secrets, and allowing Harry to participate in the potentially fatal Triwizard Tournament, which I don't feel like this all falls on her shoulders. No, I I agree. And I think the, the Quidditch thing is like, she didn't do it to get him hurt. Like, she did it because he was good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's all there is to it, people. Come on. Yeah, I don't I don't buy it. Even the evidence that's there to support it, I don't I think it's I think it's false. I don't yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah. Um All right, what else? Let's do some more. I I lied. We're going to do some more. Although we are getting dangerously close to an hour. So find us a good one and that'll be our last one. Because uh it's midnight, and I gotta go to work tomorrow, and um, we've also been doing this for an hour. So come on, give me a good one. I'm looking. <laughs> okay, here we go. The defense against the dark arts teaching position is cursed. I don't buy it. There's literally a different teacher every year. Yeah, but I don't buy it because Snape eventually gets it. Or maybe Dumbledore doesn't put Snape there because he knows that Snape is there to protect Harry. You're right. It is cursed. It's definitely (laughs) cursed. I mean, think about it. Literally every single movie slash book, the big bad that they think is the big bad is the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. Every single time. And even Remus. Like, they think that Remus is the bad guy when he's there. Exactly. And he's not. Like, he's actually <laughs> like he's actually one of the best dudes in the entire world. But they think he's the bad guy. Yeah. I believe it. I believe the defense against the dark arts is cursed. Yeah. I do, too. I don't know. Who, by who, though? Like, it can't just be cursed because it's cursed. Like, it has to be cursed by somebody. I don't know. Maybe Harry Potter works different than like D&D, but in D&D, the only way a curse works is if somebody does the curse. I I don't know. I'm not going to read that much into (laughs) it, but I agree. Um, So, I think we're done. I think that about sums it up. So, we had some great Harry Potter discussion. Um, I 
didn't realize that I enjoyed talking about Harry Potter this much until we actually did it. Uh, because, you know, typically I talk about Star Wars and I could talk about Star Wars forever. Uh, but talking about Harry Potter was nice for a change. So we'll probably do it a little bit more often. We're also probably going to talk about Lord of the Rings soon because um, Nick told me today that um, there's a new movie coming out about J.R.R. Tolkien's life. Uh, and there's also, I want to say either a Netflix series. It may not be a Netflix series. Uh, it may be like an actual TV show on a network. But I want to say that there's a Lord of the Rings TV show that's supposed to be coming soon. Um, which is going to be dope because I love Middle Earth and all things Tolkien. But uh, it was nice to um, to mix it up a little bit. Talk about something different. Um, get into... Um, in the... <laughs> You know, in the Potterhead discussion. <laughs> uh, that's still so weird to me that, that they call themselves Potterheads. I mean, I guess I'm part of it now, but I'm not going to call myself a Potterhead. You're a hairy wizard. You are a hairy wizard. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye.